Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Entire Bible Exodus 29 Particular orders are given in this chapter, 1. Concerning the consecration of the priests, and the sanctification of the altar, verses 1-37. 2. Concerning the daily sacrifice, verses 38-41. To which gracious promises are annexed that God would own and bless them in all their services, verse 42, etc. The Consecration of the Priests, 1491 B.C. 1 And this is the thing that thou shalt do unto them to hallow them, to minister unto me in the priest's office, take one young bullock, and two rams without blemish, two and unleavened bread, and cakes unleavened tempered with oil, and wafers unleavened anointed with oil, of wheat and flour shalt thou make them. 3 And thou shalt put them into one basket, and bring them in the basket, with the bullock and the two rams. For an Aaron and his sons thou shalt bring unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and shalt wash them with water. 5 And thou shalt take the garments, and put upon Aaron the coat, and the robe of the ephod, and the ephod, and the breastplate, and gird him with the curious girdle of the ephod. 6 And thou shalt put the mitre upon his head, and put the holy crown upon the mitre. 7 Then shalt thou take the anointing oil, and pour it upon his head, and anoint him. 8 And thou shalt bring his sons, and put coats upon them. 9 And thou shalt gird them with girdles, Aaron and his sons, and put the bonnets on them, and the priest's office shall be theirs for a perpetual statute, and thou shalt consecrate Aaron and his sons. 10 And thou shalt cause a bullock to be brought before the tabernacle of the congregation, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands upon the head of the bullock. 11 And thou shalt kill the bullock before the Lord, by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. 12 And thou shalt take of the blood of the bullock, and put it upon the horns of the altar with thy finger, and pour all the blood beside the bottom of the altar. 13 And thou shalt take all the fat that covereth the inwards, and the caul that is above the liver, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is upon them, and burn them upon the altar. 14 But the flesh of the bullock, and his skin, and his dung, shalt thou burn with fire without the camp, it is a sin offering. 15 Thou shalt also take one ram, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands upon the head of the ram. 16 And thou shalt slay the ram, and thou shalt take his blood, and sprinkle it round about upon the altar. 17 And thou shalt cut the ram in pieces, and wash the inwards of him, and his legs, and put them unto his pieces, and unto his head. 18 And thou shalt burn the whole ram upon the altar, it is a burnt offering unto the Lord, it is a sweet savour, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. 19 And thou shalt take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons shall put their hands upon the head of the ram. 20 Then shalt thou kill the ram, and take of his blood, and put it upon the tip of the right ear of Aaron, and upon the tip of the right ear of his sons, and upon the thumb of their right hand, and upon the great toe of their right foot, and sprinkle the blood upon the altar roundabout. 21 And thou shalt take of the blood that is upon the altar, and of the anointing oil, and sprinkle it upon Aaron, and upon his garments, and upon his sons, and upon the garments of his sons with him, and he shall be hallowed, and his garments, and his sons, and his sons' garments with him. 22 Also thou shalt take of the ram the fat and the rump, and the fat that covereth the inwards, and the call above the liver, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is upon them, and the right shoulder, for it is a ram of consecration, 23 And one loaf of bread, and one cake of oiled bread, and one wafer out of the basket of the unleavened bread that is before the Lord. 24 And thou shalt put all in the hands of Aaron, and in the hands of his sons, and shalt wave them for a wave offering.
before the Lord. 25 And thou shalt receive them of their hands, and burn them upon the altar for a burnt offering, for a sweet savour before the Lord, it is an offering made by fire unto the Lord. 26 And thou shalt take the breast of the ram of Aaron's consecration, and wave it for a wave offering before the Lord, and it shall be thy part. 27 And thou shalt sanctify the breast of the wave offering, and the shoulder of the heave offering, which is waved, and which is heaved up, of the ram of the consecration, even of that which is for Aaron, and of that which is for his sons. 28 And it shall be Aaron's and his sons by a statute forever from the children of Israel, for it is an heave offering, and it shall be an heave offering from the children of Israel of the sacrifice of their peace offerings, even their heave offering unto the Lord. 29 And the holy garments of Aaron shall be his sons after him, to be anointed therein, and to be consecrated in them. 30 And that son that is priest in his stead shall put them on seven days, when he cometh into the tabernacle of the congregation to minister in the holy place. 31 And thou shalt take the ram of the consecration, and seethe his flesh in the holy place. 32 And Aaron and his sons shall eat the flesh of the ram, and the bread that is in the basket, by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. 33 And they shall eat those things wherewith the atonement was made, to consecrate, and to sanctify them, but a stranger shall not eat thereof, because they are holy. 34 And if aught of the flesh of the consecrations, or of the bread, remain unto the morning, then thou shalt burn the remainder with fire, it shall not be eaten, because it is holy. 35 And thus shalt thou do unto Aaron, and to his sons, according to all things which I have commanded thee, seven days shalt thou consecrate them. 36 And thou shalt offer every day a bullock for a sin offering for atonement, and thou shalt cleanse the altar, when thou hast made an atonement for it, and thou shalt anoint it, to sanctify it. 37 Seven days thou shalt make an atonement for the altar, and sanctify it, and it shall be an altar most holy, whatsoever toucheth the altar shall be holy. Here is, 1. The law concerning the consecration of Aaron and his sons, sons to the priest's office, which was to be done with a great deal of ceremony and solemnity, that they themselves might be duly affected with the greatness of the work to which they were called, and that the people also might learn to magnify the office and none might dare to invade it. 1. The ceremonies wherewith it was to be done were very fully and particularly appointed, because nothing of this kind had been done before, and because it was to be a statute forever that the high priest should be thus inaugurated. Now. 1. The work to be done was the consecrating of the persons whom God had chosen to be priests, by which they devoted and gave up themselves to the service of God and God declared his acceptance of them, and the people were made to know that they glorified not themselves to be made priests, but were called of God, Hebrews 5 verses 4 and 5. They were thus distinguished from common men, sequestered from common services, and set apart for God and in immediate attendance on him. Note, all that are to be employed for God are to be sanctified to him. The person must first be accepted, and then the performance. The Hebrew phrase for consecrating is filling the hand, verse 9 Thou shalt fill the hand of Aaron and his sons, and the ram of consecration is the ram of fillings, verses 22 and 26. The consecrating of them was the perfecting of them, Christ is said to be perfect or consecrated forevermore, Hebrews 7 verse 28. Probably the phrase here is borrowed from the putting of the sacrifice into their hand, to be waved before the Lord, verse 24. But it intimates, 1. That ministers have their hands full, they have no time to trifle, so great, so copious, so constant is their work. 2. 
that they must have their hands filled. Of necessity they must have something to offer, and they cannot find it in themselves, it must be given them from above. They cannot fill the people's hearts unless God fill their hands, to him therefore they must go, and receive from his fullness. 2. two. The person to do it was Moses, by God's appointment. Though he was ordained for men, yet the people were not to consecrate him, Moses the servant of the Lord, and his agent herein, must do it. By God's special appointment he now did the priest's work, and therefore that which was the priest's part of the sacrifice was here ordered to be his, verse 26. 3. The place was at the door of the tabernacle of meeting, verse 4. God was pleased to dwell in the tabernacle, the people attending in the courts, so that the door between the court and the tabernacle was the fittest place for those to be consecrated in who were to mediate between God and man and to stand between both, and lay their hands, as it were, upon both. They were consecrated at the door, for they were to be doorkeepers. 4. It was done with many ceremonies. 1. They were to be washed, verse 4, signifying that those must be clean who bear the vessels of the Lord, Isa 52 11. Those that would perfect holiness must cleanse themselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1, Isaiah 1 verses 16 to 18. They were now washed all over, but afterwards, when they went in to minister, they washed only their hands and feet, chapter 30 verse 19, for he that is washed needs no more, John 13 verse 10. 2. They were to be clothed with the holy garments, verses 5, 6, 8 and 9, to signify that it was not sufficient for them to put away the pollutions of sin, but they must put on the graces of the Spirit, be clothed with righteousness, Psalm 132 verse 9. They must be girded, as men prepared and strengthened for their work, and they must be robed and crowned, as men that counted their work and office their true honor. 3. The high priest was to be anointed with the holy anointing oil, verse 7 that the church might be filled and delighted with the sweet savor of his administrations, for ointment and perfume rejoiced the heart and in token of the pouring out of the Spirit upon him, to qualify him for his work. Brotherly love is compared to this oil with which Aaron was anointed, Psalm 133 verse 2. The inferior priests are said to be anointed, chapter 30 verse 30, not on their heads, as the high priest, Leviticus 21 verse 10, the oil was only mingled with the blood that was sprinkled upon their garments. 4. Sacrifices were to be offered for them. The covenant of priesthood, as all other covenants, must be made by sacrifice. First, there must be a sin offering, to make atonement for them, verses 10-14. The law made those priests that had infirmity, and therefore they must first offer for their own sin, before they could make atonement for the people, Hebrews 7 verses 27 and 28. They were to put their hand on the head of their sacrifice, verse 10, confessing that they deserved to die for their own sin, and desiring that the killing of the beast might expiate their guilt, and be accepted as a vicarious satisfaction. It was used as other sin offerings were, only, whereas the flesh of other sin offerings was eaten by the priests, Leviticus 10 verse 18, in token of the priests taking away the sin of the people, this was appointed, appointed to be all burnt without the camp, verse 14 to signify the imperfection of the legal dispensation, as the learned Bishop Patrick notes, for the sins of the priests themselves could not be taken away by those sacrifices, but they must expect a better high priest and a better sacrifice. Secondly, there must be a burnt offering, a ram wholly burnt, 
to the honor of God in token of the dedication of themselves wholly to God and to His service, as living sacrifices, kindled with the fire and ascending in the flame of holy love, verses 15-18. The sin offering must first be offered and then the burnt offering, for, till guilt be removed, no acceptable service can be performed, Isaiah 6 verse 7. Thirdly, there must be a peace offering, it is called the ram of consecration, because there was more in this peculiar to the occasion than in the other two. In the burnt offering God had the glory of their priesthood, in this they had the comfort of it, and in token of a mutual covenant between God and them, one. The blood of the sacrifice was divided between God and them, verses 20 and 21, part of the blood was sprinkled upon the altar roundabout, and part put upon them, upon their bodies, verse 20, and upon their garments, verse 21. Thus the benefit of the expiation made by the sacrifice was applied and assured to them, and their whole selves from head to foot sanctified to the service of God. The blood was put upon the extreme parts of the body, to signify that it was all, as it were, enclosed and taken in for God, the tip of the ear, and the great toe not accepted. We reckon that the blood and oil sprinkled upon garments spot and stain them, yet the holy oil, and the blood of the sacrifice, sprinkled upon their garments, must be looked upon as the greatest adorning imaginable to them, for they signified the blood of Christ, and the graces of the Spirit, which constitute and complete the beauty of holiness, and recommend us to God, we read of robes made white with the blood of the Lamb. 2. The flesh of the sacrifice, with the meat offering annexed to it, was likewise divided between God and them, that, to speak with reverence, God and they might feast together, in token of friendship and fellowship. 1. Part of it was to be first waved before the Lord, and then burnt upon the altar, part of the flesh, verse 22, part of the bread, for bread and flesh must go together, verse 23, these were first put into the hands of Aaron to be waved to and fro, in token of their being offered to God who, though unseen, yet compasses us round on every side, and then they were to be burnt upon the altar, verses 24 and 25, for the altar was to devour God's part of the sacrifice. Thus God admitted Aaron and his sons to be his servants, and waited his table, taking the mat of his altar from their hands. Here in a parenthesis, as it were, comes in the law concerning the priest's part of the peace offerings afterwards, the breast and shoulder, which were now divided, Moses had the breast, and the shoulder was burnt on the altar with God's part, verses 26 and 28. 2. The other part, both of the flesh of the ram and of the bread, Aaron and his sons were to eat at the door of the tabernacle, verses 31 to 33, to signify that he called, called them not only servants but friends, John 15 verse 15. He supped with them, and they with him. Their eating of the things wherewith the atonement was made signified their receiving the atonement, as the expression is, Romans 5 verse 11, their thankful acceptance of the benefit of it, and their joyful communion with God thereupon, which was the true intent and meaning of a feast upon a sacrifice. If any of it was left, it must be burnt, that it might not be in any danger of putrefying, and to show that it was an extraordinary peace offering. 2. The time that was to be spent in this consecration, seven days shalt thou consecrate them, verse 35. Though all the ceremonies were performed on the first day, yet, 1. They were not to look upon their consecration as completed till the seven days end, which put a solemnity upon their admission, and a distance between this and their former state, and obliged them to enter upon their work with a pause, giving them time to consider the weight and seriousness of it. This was to be observed in after ages, v. 30. 
He that was to succeed Aaron in the high priesthood must put on the holy garments seven days together, in token of a deliberate and gradual advance into his office, and that one Sabbath might pass over him in his consecration. 2. Every day of the seven in this first consecration, a bullock was to be offered for a sin offering, verse 36, which was to intimate to them, 1. That it was a very great concern to them to get their sins pardoned, and that though atonement was made, and they had the comfort of it, yet they must still keep up a penitent sense of sin and often repeat the confession of it. 2. That those sacrifices which were thus offered day by day to make atonement could not make the comers thereunto perfect, for then they would have ceased to be offered, as the Apostle argues, Hebrews 10 verses 1 and 2. They must therefore expect the bringing in of a better hope. 3. This consecration of the priests was a shadow of good things to come. 1. Our Lord Jesus is the great High Priest of our profession, called of God to be so, consecrated forevermore, anointed with the Spirit above His fellows, whence He is called Messiah, the Christ, clothed with the holy garments, even with glory and beauty, sanctified by His own blood, not that of bullocks and rams, Hebrews 9 verse 12, made perfect, or consecrated, through sufferings, Hebrews 2 verse 10. Thus in Him this was a perpetual statute, verse 9. 2. All believers are spiritual priests, to offer spiritual sacrifices, 1 Peter 2 verse 5, washed in the blood of Christ, and so made to our God-priests, Revelation 1 verses 5 and 6. They also are clothed with the beauty of holiness, and have received the anointing, 1 John 2 verse 27. Their hands are filled with work, to which they must continually attend, and it is through Christ, the great sacrifice, that they are dedicated to this service. His blood sprinkled upon the conscience purges it from dead works, that they may, may, as priests, serve the living God. The Spirit of God, as Ainsworth notes, is called the finger of God, Luke 11 verse 20, compared with Matthew 12 verse 28, and by him the merit of Christ is effectually applied to our souls, as here Moses with his finger was to put the blood upon Aaron. It is likewise intimated that gospel ministers are to be solemnly set apart to the work of the ministry with great deliberation and seriousness both in the ordainers and in the ordained, as those that are to be employed in a great work and entrusted with a great charge. 2. The consecration of the altar, which seems to have been coincident with that of the priests, and the sin offerings which were offered every day for seven days together had reference to the altar as well as the priests verses 36 and 37. An atonement was made for the altar. Though that was not a subject capable of sin, nor, having never yet been used, could it be said to be polluted with the sins of the people, yet, since the fall, there can be no sanctification to God, but there must first be an atonement for sin, which renders us both unworthy and unfit to be employed for God. The altar was also sanctified, not only set apart itself to a sacred use, but made so holy as to sanctify the gifts that were offered upon it, Matthew 23 verse 19. Christ is our altar, for our sakes he sanctified himself, that we in our performances might be sanctified and recommended to God, John 17 verse 19. 38 Now this is that which thou shalt offer upon the altar, two lambs of the first year day by day continually. 39 The one lamb thou shalt offer in the morning, and the other lamb thou shalt offer at even, 40. And with the one lamb a tenth deal of flour mingled with the fourth part of an hin of beaten oil, and the fourth part of an hin of wine for a drink offering. 41. And the other lamb thou shalt offer at even, and shalt do thereto according to the meat offering of the morning, 
and according to the drink offering thereof, for a sweet savour, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. 42 This shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, where I will meet you, to speak there unto thee. 43 And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. 44 And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation, and the altar, I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons, to minister to me in the priest's office. 45 And I will dwell among the children of Israel, and will be their God. 46 And they shall know that I am the Lord their God, that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them, I am the Lord their God. In this paragraph we have 1. The daily service appointed. A lamb was to be offered upon the altar every morning, and a lamb every evening, each with a meat offering, both made by fire, as a continual burnt offering throughout their generations, verses 38-41. Whether there were any other sacrifices to be offered or not, these were sure to be offered, at the public charge, for the benefit and comfort of all Israel, to make atonement for their daily sins, and to be an acknowledgment to God of their daily mercies. This was that which the duty of every day required. The taking away of this daily sacrifice by Antiochus, for so many evenings and mornings, was that great calamity of the church which was foretold, Daniel 8 verse 11. Note 1. This typified the continual intercession which Christ ever lives to make, in virtue of his satisfaction, for the continual sanctification of his church, though he offered himself once for all, yet that one offering thus becomes a continu continual offering. 2. This teaches us to offer up to God the spiritual sacrifices of prayer and praise every day, morning and evening, in humble acknowledgement of our dependence upon Him and our obligations to Him. Our daily devotions must be looked upon as the most needful of our daily works and the most pleasant of our daily comforts. Whatever business we have, this must never be omitted, either morning or evening, prayer time must be kept up as duly as meat time. The daily sacrifices were as the daily meals in God's house, and therefore they were always attended with bread and wine. Those starve their own souls that keep not up a constant attendance on the throne of grace. 2. Great and precious promises made of God's favor to Israel, and the tokens of His special presence with them, while they thus kept up His institutions among them. He speaks as one well pleased with the appointment of the daily sacrifice, for, before He proceeds to the other appointments that follow, he interposes these promises. It is constancy in religion that brings in the comfort of it. He promises, 1. That he would keep up communion with them, that he would not only meet Moses, and speak to him, but that he would meet the children of Israel, verse 43, to accept the daily sacrifices offered up on their behalf. Note, God will not fail to give those the meeting who diligently and conscientiously attend upon him in the ordinances of his own appointment. Two that he would own his own institutions, the tabernacle, the altar, the priesthood, verses 43 and 44, he would take possession of that which was consecrated to him. Note, what is sanctified to the glory of God shall be sanctified by his glory. If we do our part, God will do his, and will mark and fit that for himself which is in sincerity given up to him. 3. That he would reside among them as God in covenant with them, and would give them sure and comfortable tokens of his peculiar favor to them, and his special presence with them, verses 45 and 46 I will dwell among the children of Israel. Note, where God sets up the tabernacle of his ordinances he will himself dwell. 
Lo, I am with you always, Matthew 28 verse 20. Those that abide in God's house shall have God to abide with them. I will be their God, and they shall know that I am so. Note, those are truly happy that have a covenant interest in God as theirs, and the comfortable evidence of that interest. If we have this, we have enough, and need no more to make us happy.